This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Welcome back to another episode of Extreme Resurrection. I'm your host, James Gruenberg, and alongside me, as always, is my partner, Steve Riddle. Steve, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Glad to be back again. And I, I just hope, um, as long as you don't call me Keith um, mistakenly a couple of times, then I think we'll be. I think it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I've, uh, I've gotten some. I've gotten some fire for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Won't for do those, it. Those, yeah, if, if you're if you're those of you listening, you're wondering why I say that. Listen to the most recent episode of Nation Invasion, and you'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, we're on our way to uh, SummerSlam 2007, and we know now it's going to be John Morrison versus CM Punk for the ECW title. And uh, they're really going uh, all like they're they're really bringing their A game for um, these uh, last two weeks um, full, full of ECW shows before SummerSlam. But also, uh, but also Steve, Steve, yeah, Steve, but also Steve before. Um, before we get into that, uh, we do have another tragic passing that have ha- that has happened on uh, in the WWE. We've had a lot of tragic uh, passing passings in um, in the last like three to four months of, of 2007, and this one again is uh, another one here. On August 13, 2007, Brian Adams, also known as Crush was found dead in his apartment in Florida. And again, it was another, like, I don't know if it actually was, but it did seem like he died of a heart attack or, you know, something that had to do with a combination of drugs, too. Um, Everyone knows Brian Adams or Crush as, like, you know, one half of a third of Demolition, uh, part of the Nation of Domination. And then he went and got his own group. Uh, uh, Disciples of Apocalypse. He left uh, to go to WCW, joined the NWO, and then he had a tag team called Chronic, which was a very powerhouse tag team, along with Brian Brian Clark, who played Atom Bomb in uh, who was uh, Atom Bomb in WWF at times. Yeah, and um, so I'm just kind of looking now. It looks like uh, it looks like it was an accidental overdose they, that they um, they ruled that he apparently had um, he had in his system um, a painkiller <laughs> called a, a buprenorphine, whatever that is, I don't know what that is, a muscle relaxant, carisoprodol, and then 
two sedatives. I'm not even going to try to pronounce those. <laughs> um, but apparently, the um, according to the uh, the coroner, they said like individually, all those those drugs were at therapeutic levels, but the combination of it is what um, is what ended up killing them. So, yeah, just another yeah, like I said, another sad outing. Like I I do remember. I don't remember. I didn't remember him from his demolition days. I do remember the first time I watched him was in '93 as Kona Crush, um, with like the bright colors. And you know, I I always liked him as Kona Crush. I thought he was kind of underrated as a you know face. Um, and then like you say, you know, he turned heel. Um, he had that little bit of trouble in in '95 with like um, I think. I think it was a, when he was arrested, um, and then, like you said, he came back. They incorporated that into his character. Then he joined the Nation, then the DOA, and then, of course, like you said, uh, goes to WCW, um, joins the NWO first, and then, of course, forms Chronic, which was basically the uh, their version of the APA. But you know, they were they were pretty over in 2000 um, to the point that you know they came in. I mean, obviously. I mentioned Nation of Asia. You haven't gotten to them yet, but they will come in for a little quick run there um, in the WWF. And then after that, he kind of just, you know, he disappeared pretty much out of the mainstream. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of, shock- again, shocking to, to hear that he had passed away. Um, and again, another young guy, 44. I mean, mm-hmm. It's it's not been a good year so far for in terms of the uh, I mean we we talk about it you know 2007 has definitely been a very um, cursed year for uh, for wrestling. Yeah, and uh, going back to what you were saying, I'll get there eventually on the invasion angle on the invasion angle of Chronic coming in. They only lasted 23 a record of 23 days in the WWF. They went to Unforgiven, and then like it was horrible. It was like a horrible outing for them. Like the like the the match was just bad, and, <laughs> and there were like a lot of botches and stuff. And then like Stephen Richards ha- even went on the record and saying, "I had to take the double choke slam to save my own job because I was afraid of getting fired along with Chronic because he thought if I go in the backstage unharmed, they're going to fire me as well." So he took that double choke slam from Undertaker and Kane to save his own job in real life. Um, and then. Um, they were asked to go to OVW or like Deep South or one of those um, arena, oh, one of those training facilities again, because they were like, oh, we need you guys to like go back and get retrained. Clark didn't want to go. Adams was all for it. So Clark left and then they were, they kept Brian Adams in WWF uh, training or like OVW and stuff for a little while. And then they released him. So it wasn't a really good outing uh, coming back to the WWF in 2001 for chronic nor Brian Adams. And again, like it just sucked. Cause it was like, here's this big guy, you know, they had something with the tag team, but again, just everything like fell apart with Chronic, and now like you know Brian Adams is gone. So again, another uh, sad, uh, sad passing uh, in the world wrestling entertainment. <clears throat> with that being said, again, you know we have a we have a show to do, so let's deep dive into it. This is ECW, August fourteenth, two thousand seven. We're live in my. Uh, in my backyard, I did not go to his, go to this event though. Uh, it was in Mohegan Sun, Connecticut. We have a recap of Raw, uh, where Stephanie McMahon has announced that Mr. McMahon's illegitimate child is a superstar. <laughs> so uh, it could be anybody 
from either Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, or ECW. It is a WWE superstar here. So now we have Coach. He's in the ring. And by order of Mr. McMahon, ECW has a new general manager. His name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. Were you surprised by this? Um. Yeah. I mean, it was a. Uh, it was. It was good to see Estrada again. I mean, we haven't seen him in a while after. Um. After he got, you know, um, destroyed by Bobby Lashley going into uh, into Mania. Um. Bit weird they put him in this spot here and not just put him back with Umaga because I feel like there was more that they could have done with that pairing. Um. I mean, I get why they have him in this spot. I mean, he's obviously you know a very good talker. Um. You know, he can, you know, I, I feel like I guess they felt like ECW needed an authority figure because we haven't had one since um since Heyman has left. Um, and he's as good, you know, he's as good as, as good as a, any guy. Um, so it, it's just, uh, again, interesting fit. I just like I said, I wish they would have done more with him and Umaga. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny also, Steve, uh, when you play WWE Raw versus SmackDown, or SmackDown versus Raw 2007, you do the GM mode. It's Tommy Dreamer, who is actually the ECW manager in the video game. It's not even Armando Alejandro Estrada. It's Tommy Dreamers. So uh, that's what I find interesting as well. I think Tommy Dreamer should be uh, GM of ECW. That would have been a great, uh, great idea. Yeah, and they were they were trying to like put over like I guess he was trying to put over that he was uh like the 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 commandant or whatever, which didn't really sound that really that you know didn't sound that good. Yeah, he's like the general, like he knows extreme. It's like no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he says he's ready for the signing of the ECW title match at SummerSlam between CM Punk and John Morrison. Morrison signs the contract and says this is as close as Punk will get to the ECW title. Punk says he beat Morrison. Morrison counters and says that um, Punk Punk can't last 15 minutes in the ring, which was dumb because he like just because he pinned him under four seconds below the 15 the 15 minute thing doesn't mean he lost like he won so that line doesn't make any sense because there were no real stakes of the 15 minutes of fame match so that was a stupid line but then he also says that punk cannot hit couldn't handle being ecw champion before they can uh, argue a little bit more, Armando says both guys will be in action tonight. John Morrison will face the Boogeyman, and Punk has to face Big Daddy V tonight. So our first matchup, Steve, is CM Punk versus Big Daddy V. But before we get into that, uh, it looked like they were trying to give John Morrison an easy uh, an easy fix. You know, like when I when I first heard the Boogeyman, it's like, oh, they want. They give Morrison the easy way out, but they give Punk a hard uh, a hard opponent, you know. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, Estrada is still technically a heel, so you know, putting the screws to him um, to Punk, and yeah, I agree with you on that um, on that line there by Morrison. You know, he's tried to you know kind of save a little, save a little face, saying like, "Oh, well, you didn't last the fifteen minutes," and it's like, "Well, yeah, because I beat you before that." So, you know, oh. Punk's you know is like that's all that matters is I pinned you. So, um. But you know, it was, you know, 
It was going to be because um, I figured at this point everybody had to be thinking that this was finally where Punk was going to finally going to win the belt because this is now their third time on pay-per-view. Um, Morris has already pinned them twice clean on pay-per-view. So you figure <laughs> it's now, yeah, now do or die time for Punk um, to finally, you know, break through and win. And then, like you said, you know, each guy gets their, um, their random opponent by, uh, by Estrada. And like you said, Morrison gets a fairly easier opponent than, um, than Punk does. And a very uh, quick um, um, push up here for, uh, for big daddy V. I mean, he's, Last few weeks, he's only been uh, he's been squashing jobbers, and now uh, now he's getting in there with the uh, the number one face of the of the brand. Yep. So, like I said, we have CM Punk versus Big Daddy V. Punk gets thrown by by V. He chops the Punk two knees to V's face. Uh, v just dominate Viscera or Big Daddy V is just dominating Punk. V launches Punk into the announcer's table, and then Punk gets counted out. For this matchup, Steve, I want to star in a quarter because I really liked Big Daddy V's dominance of Punk. He just squashes him and, like, destroys him to the point where Punk cannot even get back into the ring. And I think I know why they did this uh, way, which was good. They uh, They didn't want... Uh, v to dominate Punk and pin him to make him look weak. So I think that this was the best way to do it, where it's like Punk can't beat V, but he gets counted out. So I like the way they uh, pulled this little uh, finish here. You know, Big Daddy V wins by count out, but Punk didn't get pinned. Yeah, I want to start in a quarter two, and like you said, it pretty much is you know, V dominating him throughout the whole thing. I think the only offense Punk got in was those uh, those running knees in the corner, and even then, it didn't really affect uh, affect V that much. Um, my only issue is I I never liked how V like V's um, spinning kick, spinning heel kick has always looked really bad. Um, I, I don't know why he still does that, even because he had done it. You know, he'd been doing it like as Mabel and even as uh, Viscera. So I don't know why he's still breaking that thing out. Um, and again, you know, kind of a you know little bit of an upset having Punk lose here. Like, I mean, they do keep it strong by not having to get pinned because you don't want, you know, him to job that early to considering what he's got coming. But, um, but again, keeping V looking strong because it looks, because like we said, you know, he's definitely a guy that they're going to be looking to as one of the top heels of the brand. So, um, so again, decent stuff here. V looks strong, but Punk at least doesn't have to, uh, doesn't get the, doesn't have to eat the pin yet at least. Now, and we have um, we have highlights of Boogeyman, you know him just like uh, do, like his uh, psychological warfare of like scaring everybody, and uh, he's been like you know the, the worms, and he like he has pinned people, and uh, you know like it's just it's a good highlight package here as well. Now we have backstage. Uh, we had backstage. Tommy Dreamer tells Estrada that he wants to fight the winner of the ECW title match. Uh, well, I'm like whoever wins at SummerSlam, Tommy Dreamer wants the first shot at. And Armando says he is he is lazy. He tells Tommy he's got a minute to get to the ring. So then Tommy starts running. He runs into Extreme Expose in the Miz. Um, he runs in the balls, Mahoney. Like he almost crashes into a car. He runs his knee into a cart, and it's like he's got like ten seconds left. He gets into the ring, and long behold, Big Daddy V is waiting for him. 
And then V just destroys Tommy. The bell rings and V just destroys Tommy, but I didn't even rate it. It wasn't even a match. It was more of a segment like of Estrada just setting up Tommy for destruction. Yeah, I well I did I actually did grade it. I just gave it a quarter star. Um yeah, I, I think uh, Estrada may need to rethink his definition, uh, think things if he thinks Tommy Dreamer is lazy. I mean, we've seen Dreamer on our show, you know, consistently every week, putting on, you know, putting on, putting on long performances. So I don't know what um, what Estrada's been missing to say that uh, that Dreamer is weak. Um, and yeah, that whole like, you know, like. I don't know. It just Tommy just did not look good in that little like psych, like sequence where it's like he's you know running into everybody. It's like and tripping over things. It's like he. It's like Dreamer's never been presented as like a klutz like that, and it just yeah, didn't, no. it just didn't make him look good. It's like, and it's like you know, Estrada tells him he's got sixty seconds to get in the ring, and it's just at that very within that minute, it's like he's running into everybody. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah. It just it just didn't look good, and then um. And then, yeah, um, Big Daddy V makes quick work of him. And now Dreamer's a guy that can take a pin easily um, to V to make him look strong. And he definitely, um, he he pretty much got no offense and V controlled it the entire way. So um, just, again, more, uh, you know, pushing a V and, um, and yeah, just a really poor show, poor um, showing here of, uh, of Dreamer. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Tommy is not a comedic guy. Like, you know. You're telling Tommy Dreamer to do a uh, to do a comedy bit. It's like that that makes no sense. Like you know, Tommy's not a comedic guy. He's an extreme guy who like you know why are you having him run around and get like hurt and fall into things? Like so dumb. <clears throat> but before we get into our next matchup here, we have Balls Mahoney. He's trying to ask uh, Kelly Kelly out, but is interrupted by the Miz. Miz says Balls isn't a chick magnet, and Kelly leaves with Miz. And now we have Stephen Richards versus Kevin Thorne, but uh, again, for the third time. But I just wanted to get your opinion on this whole Balls Mahoney, Kelly Kelly story. Yeah, balls balls walking in on Kelly while he's brushing his hair was a sight. Um, <laughs> he doesn't see, you know, he's he's like trying to actually look, um, you know, look somewhat presentable to <laughs> to, to Kelly, and yeah. Um, and then yeah, Miz and uh, the other girls just kind of you know doing the old dress down of him. So I I wonder because he's he's like um, he's like yeah, I know a good place in this uh, in the casino that we can go to that we can go to. Um, I, w- I wonder what restaurants they had at the Mohegan Sun at that time, you know, in 2007. I think they had the Michael, the Michael Jordan Steakhouse was there. Maybe he was thinking of that one or something, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that seems like the best restaurant to go to for a, for a date. But uh, it seems like a classic, like, high school thing. Oh, you're no good for this girl. Like, look how you dress, man. Look how I dress. I'm the chick mag- magnet and you're nothing. <laughs> yeah it's pretty i mean like yeah that's actually a good description it's like you know miz is the you know the jock bully asshole and and uh balls is you know the out the social outcast and they're both vying for the uh, the affections of the uh of the hot cheerleader yep so we have steven richards versus kevin thorne punches to thorne clothesline by thorne thorne is giving stevie a beat down repeated clotheslines by thorne stevie kicks out 
Knees to Thorn, Thorn's face by Stevie. Power bomb by Thorn for the win. I went a star and a quarter on this one as well. Uh, it was a pure dominance by um by Thorn here, but Kevin Thorn then stops, uh, then doesn't stop beating down on Stevie, and the ref reverses the decision, and Stevie, uh, Stevie is uh, the winner, you know, but. It's really, really dumb because, like, you know, Thorne wins and then, you know, the referee's uh, decision. Like, I felt like this was, like, a cheap, like, way to make Stevie look good, you know? Yeah, I I want to start. It was nothing much. Um, the Thorne, again, kind of dominates most of it. Stevie does get some good um, shots in. He'd even, he even um, he busts out an early uh, code breaker. Um, before uh, Jericho started to starts using it um, mm-hmm. down the line, so I thought that was kind of interesting. And then yeah, Thorne just kind of wins out of nowhere with that sit down spine buster. Um, but then, like you said, he just for again just can't get out of his own way, and he just you know he then assaults him afterwards. He gives him uh, that uh, the the crucifix the crucifix bomb, and then the ref disqualifies uh, him. And it's like you know. They're not making neither guy is really looking that good. I mean, Stevie's now gotten essentially out of the four out of the three times they face each other, he's gotten three fluke wins, um, mm-hmm. two fluky pins, and now this you know reverse decision. And Thorne's just looking more and more like an idiot. So it's like you know, yeah. if, if you're trying to you know, if you're wanting to have him be one of your you know kind of mid card stalwarts, I mean, you're not doing a good job job of it. It's like, well, what the what the hell's going on with them? No. You're not like really using him to uh, your the full potential that he uses because like he started out really strong aerial, you know, and like he was just dominating everyone with the crucifixion. Even Tommy Dreamer at times was uh, losing to Thorn, and like Thorn was really really strong. <clears throat> and then like they just stopped with him, you know, like ever since the whole. Um, the whole like uh him leaving uh the new breed and the new breed like disbanding now it's like oh, okay now what do i do and now it's like oh well, we're gonna have you lose to steven richards uh called like three times like well that doesn't help me now does it <laughs> no and and I, i've been saying this for the last last couple of times now is that uh Ever since they got rid of Ariel, he's, you know, that was the one thing that made him, you know, somewhat relevant and he's been struggling since yep Elijah Burke is backstage, says he has Mr. McMahon's, uh, Mr. McMahon's smile. Like, you know, he's like, oh, I have Mr. McMahon's smile. I can be Mr. McMahon's son. And he's like, yeah, maybe, you know, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have um, our SummerSlam uh, card recap. It highlights of Punk beating Morrison to gain an ECW title match at SummerSlam. And now uh, we're on to our main event already. It is John Morrison versus the Boogeyman. A fireman's carry to Morrison, splashing a clothesline to Morrison in the corner. Big splash for a two count. Boogeyman catches Morrison in midair. Buzzsaw kicks a Boogeyman to the outside. Clothesline the Boogeyman. Lay drop to Morrison. Morrison misses the corkscrew moonsault. Morrison delivers a springboard kick for a two count, but then Morrison shoves the ref, and then so Boogeyman gets uh, the win by disqualification, and he gets and then actually Morrison gets power bombed at the end, but then he dodges the the worms, 
for this matchup, Steve, I went a star and three quarters. I really enjoyed, hear me out on this, I really enjoyed how they were presenting Boogeyman in this matchup. And it's like, is Boogeyman going to pin Morrison here? Like, you know, because like Morrison got his butt kicked and like Morrison was like botching moves and like missing moves as well. And like Boogeyman put on a very strong performance. I thought it was going to be like a... um uh, a, a squash match that Morrison was just going to blow over the boogeyman. And also the boogeyman went back to his original face paint as well. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. Notice that as well. Um, I want to start in three quarters um, as well. Um, not often that you see boogeyman in a like competitive match like this. Cause usually he's either in, you know, he's usually in a squash Um and it was, yeah, I mean, you wonder how these two, if these two would have any any chemistry at all, because it seems like, you know, their styles would just clash so much. But, um, but yeah, Bookie definitely kind of dominated most of it. Morrison, that, uh, that corkscrew moonsault he missed, I don't know if, like, Bookie was supposed to move, but he missed his cue, but uh, Morrison, like, missed him by a mile on that one. Yeah. Um, and I... I'm not. I mean, I don't know why they had to have Morrison get DQ'd here. I I would have had him just go over Boogie. Um, I mean, you know, Boogeyman's not going to be you know a top you know a main level guy for a long for you know for for very long just basically because of his gimmick. Um, so why not just have Morrison get a strong win over him to kind of build towards SummerSlam? And then if you want to really give Morrison some you know some extra ammo to kind of go against Punk, it could be like, well, I beat my you know, I beat my guy clean while you couldn't beat your guy. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So just to, again, nothing, you know, fine stuff here. Um, you know, just again, kind of put, give Boogie some, uh, some actual credibility. And plus, uh, and plus Morrison, uh, he's one of the few guys that actually escapes from getting the worms put down him. So they do kind of, you know, he does avoid that as well. Yep. Uh, before we, um, before we get into our uh, next episode here, um, yeah, like I said, um, it was pretty. It was really, really good. Um, there was a lot uh, that they were really getting, like Boogeyman, um, good. Um, they were getting like letting Boogeyman have some good shots as well, and um, you know, they made him seem like he was doing very, very, very good um, against uh, Morrison here as well. But uh, before we get into our Next matchup here, uh, we did have a Saturday night's main event um, between the two shows, and um, actually, um, it was it was actually took place on the Monday night um, the Monday night Raw actually on August thirteenth. It was uh, taped there, and it aired on August eighteenth, two thousand seven. So it is between shows, and we had. Um, we had a match up uh, here. Here we had Batista and Kane defeated Finley and the Great Khali <laughs> in a tag team matchup. John Cena defeated Carlito by submission. Evander Holyfield, and I remember when this happened. I remember watching this live. Evander Holyfield defeated uh, versus Matt Hardy, ended in a no contest, and they were supposed to have a boxing match. And then the main event was uh, CM Punk and the Boogeyman. They defeated John Morrison and Big Daddy V. So, you know, they are getting uh, some more uh, 
some more time with um, the ECW guys as the ECW uh, guys did close out the Saturday night's main event with a tag team match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, pretty much, you know, again, the standard Saturday night's main event stuff to kind of continue building into SummerSlam. You have all your, you know, your two big title matches represented there. Cause you know, we have Batista Kali and Cena um, Orton. Cause that was after that match with Carly that Orton attacked Cena and gave him an RKO on a chair. Um, the kind of built to that, and um, yeah, kind of crazy seeing the Vandy, Vander Holyfield come out to uh, to box here. But apparently, and I think if I if I remember correctly, it was supposed to be um, Hardy and MVP having a boxing match because um, they were they were in the midst of their whole you know who's better than the other guy kind of storyline going on. And I I think it was around this time that uh, MVP had gotten um, diagnosed with that like really rare heart condition. Um, I, th- I think yeah. it was like, like the Wolf Parkinson's or Wolf's like something does syndrome or whatever it is. I think it was called. Um, and they had to take, you know, had to keep him, you know, inactive for a little bit to make sure that he, you know, nothing serious happened to him. And I know he's, I think, got on record saying that um, that that saved his life in the long run. So, um, you know, I think as much as um, I know the uh, wellness policy was still kind of being maligned at that point because of what happened with Benoit, but um that was definitely a good step in the right direction to kind of, you know, find this diagnosis for MVP and, you know, and help him out with it. So, um, so you have that. And then, and then, yeah, the ECW again, the uh, tag main event to kind of close things out and punk getting another pin on, uh, on Morrison to build more momentum to SummerSlam. Yeah, I think, um, I think with the MVP thing, um, you know, they put his name, uh, with like the list of, uh, I think the list um, of like the government crackdowns of like the pharmaceuticals. But again, you know, he had a reason because he had the Wolfson's like Parkinson disease or whatever it was called. And it was like, well, I need these pills. So, you know, like I need to like take these things because like I have a disease. So I think he got off the hook because like he had a legit reason why he was taking these uh, medications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's called so just so in case just so we're because we're talking about it's called Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome officially, and it's a condition that causes um the heart to beat faster than normal. So huh. yeah, but like but as I said, he said that um if if that had gone undetected, um it, you know it probably could have you know resulted in like severe health problems for him. So you know so like I said, they definitely um. They were able to catch it early so that they were able to um, kind of con- keep it under control. And he's been able to have a good career after that. Yeah. So now we have uh, e- like this, the final ECW before SummerSlam. It is August is ECW August 21st. I believe they said they were at um, they're at like the South Carolina State College. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. And um yeah, was it that, Steve? Uh, I well, it's uh, according to history of WWE, it was the um, Colonial Center there in Columbia. Now I don't know if that was on the the campus, um, but I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, wouldn't surprise me if it was. Oh, okay, I thought it was. Uh, like I think I think they said that. I just don't remember. My bad. Anywho, we have Armando Estrada. He's in the ring, and he announces that the first match tonight is an Extreme Rules match. And what do you know, Steve? We have Big Daddy V versus Tommy Dreamer. 
And uh, if if anyone knows uh, Extreme Rules, it's to- it's Tommy. Uh, so he comes out with a bunch of uh, weapons and stuff, even though a lot of it is not going to be used. But it makes her a great uh, thought, basically. Punches by Tommy. Chair shot by V. V throws Tommy into a shopping cart. Trash can shots by Tommy. V gets V gets Tommy. V gives Tommy a Samoan drop into a table for the win. Uh, for this matchup, Steve, I want a half a star. I thought it was all right, but uh, not a whole lot from Tommy. And again, we continue with these dominance here uh, in ECW. But at the same time. He's facing an actual ECW star and not just going back to jobbers after getting that win with CM Punk. Mm, yeah, I went, um, I actually went a star. Um, I thought it was a fine, you know, quick garbage brawl. Um, kind of weird they had all the weapons in the ring to start with and not, you know, have the guys go out and grab them. But I think that was just so that V didn't have to keep going back and forth. Um, yeah, just some basic brawling. Um, Dreamer gets a couple shots in, but V kind of, again, dominates. And I actually really like the finish of him doing that Samoan drop through the table. That looked really nasty. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it really makes uh, made V look like a monster. So, um, so like you said, you know, they're not, you know, they didn't um, put him back with the jobbers. They have him here with another, you know, big name, big win over, uh, over a name guy like Dreamer. So, um, again, kind of keeping the uh, momentum going here for, uh, for V. Yeah, so hopefully um, with whatever happens at SummerSlam and uh, with, with whatever happens at SummerSlam, uh, V gets on like the track to have like a ECW title match or, you know, they uh, they, they do something with V. They pull the trigger here because like he's been dominating. So let's see what happens uh, as the weeks go on here. Um, we get highlights of CM Punk and then we have Mr. McMahon and Coach there backstage. Coach is explaining that Mr. McMahon had, like, you know, the rumors were. And this is where it gets bad with what is going on with Vince McMahon today. Had pleasures in a New York City bathroom. And then Coach introduces Balls Mahoney. Says uh, he fits the description of, um, of like, um... You know the the lady that uh, Vince uh, was having sex with in the bathroom. Balls tells Vince, uh, he, well, Vince has balls, and then Vince says he doesn't have balls, and that was like so funny. It's like, oh, you don't have balls. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> but gosh, these these are so bad segments. Yeah, this. I mean, this this um. I mean, this whole storyline was questionable as is, um, but yeah, now that you know what's going on in the modern day with regards to Vince, it just makes it look even just makes it look even worse. Um, yeah, the fact that you know freaking Paul's Mahoney could be the you know the bastard son of Vince because uh, I think they because I think they had said by this point that um, that it was actually a guy um, that it was. Not you know because the week before we you know it was any superstar, but now we know it's actually a male superstar. Um, so again, just kind of one of those um, one of those things that has definitely um, that hasn't aged well, that wasn't aging well to begin with, and now it's just just even worse. Yep. So now we have um, another uh, we have another matchup here. It's Elijah Burke versus Balls Mahoney. 
running tackle by balls, arm blocks by balls and Elijah Burke. Burke sends balls into the ring post. Handstand elbow drop for a two count. Scoop slam by Burke. Balls gets his punches to Burke and a powerbomb for a two count. Burke misses and Balls rolls him up for a three count. So uh, this was very, very surprising. I actually like forgot that Like as I was reading this. I was like, oh, Balls actually gets the win here. Um, this match was really, really like slow, you know, because like it had a lot of like I think it had a lot of rest spots in it, Steve. I want a star in a quarter here. Burke had a really good performance, but then again, you know, Balls gets an underdog win. And like it just said like they just were like locking up and locking up, like got these arm bars and stuff, you know, and not a whole lot from balls except for his punches. It's like what are you doing? You know, rest rest spot after rest spot. So I think the rest spots really brought the match down. So I want to start in a quarter. And I, I actually forgot that Balls Mahoney rolled up Burke for the win. Yeah, um, I, I I actually gave it two stars. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I thought Burke did a lot of good work in the match. Um, to kind of keep control. And, um, and yeah, the finish just came completely out of nowhere. And it's it's like... We are we're already doing the whole um you know original getting an upset on the young guy with uh, Richards and Thorne and now we're doing this with with Balls and Burke. I mean it's like I know they've got this thing going with you know with Balls possibly you know having his um you know his little thing with uh with um Kelly and still kind of having issues with the with um with the Miz but it's like why are you now sacrificing Elijah Burke? I mean this is I mean Thorne's one thing because he's the guy that you know even I mean it's probably not going to be much in terms of like a big of like a top guy, but Burke's a guy that could be like easily one of your top heels and you're having him job here. to to balls Mahoney of all people. It just, it just, <laughs> it, it just, just didn't make any sense. No, it didn't. And like, again, I just thought the rest, uh, the rest stops uh, did the rest periods did a lot like of, uh, bad damage to the match up here, but you know, everyone, everyone has their opinion on what's good and what's not good. And, uh, you know, we respect everybody's opinions, <laughs> but again, uh, you know, it's weird that Burke loses, you know? So it's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Yep. So now, um, we have highlights of, John Morrison, and then Balls is backstage, runs into The Miz and Extreme Expose. You know, they have, like, a match. Like, you know, there's just a little bit of talking, and then, uh, you know, he's like, well, we got a match to go to, so let's go. And then Kelly, like, falls falls behind. And then we have Kevin Thorne backstage, and Stevie jumps him. And then they get into, like, a little bit of a fight, and it's pulled into – it's pulled pulled out by the referees. So, again, you know, we're you're still into this uh, Kevin Thorne versus Steven Richards uh, – Stevie Richards uh, feud here. It looks like it's not going away anytime soon. So, we'll see what happens after SummerSlam. Mm, yeah. 
And then we have another Mr. McMahon and Coach segment. They're backstage again. CM Punk comes in. Mr. McMahon says Punk is not his son because he is straight edge. And Mr. McMahon is a heavy drinker and all this stuff. And then CM Punk goes, well, at least I don't have unprotected sex like you do and all this stuff. And these lines were so cringeworthy by Punk now. Like, if you listen to them again with what's going on and Vince man's life now it's like oh gosh these are so cringeworthy oh yeah just seem yeah the the one with the segment with balls was bad but yeah this, this was even worse than yeah like you said punk just you know clearly not giving a shit when it comes to saying something like that and you know who maybe he was onto something that we didn't know <laughs> Oh, gosh, yeah. So now in our main event, it is CM Punk and Boogeyman versus The Miz and John Morrison. So this is like the first – I think this is the first time, right, The Miz and John Morrison uh, teamed up? I, I think so, yeah. Because they did not have like The Miz – they didn't have like that – Um, they did not have that – Um. Like little like seg those segments, yeah. That's down the line. So this is the first time the Miz and John Morrison are teaming up. So um, it's um like so um I forget who's actually starts. Oh, uh, Morrison and Punk start Punk a uh, Miz and uh, Punk start um Punk kicks Miz, Boogeyman eats uh, worms and almost puts them all over Extreme Expose. Boogeyman spits worms at Morrison. Spinning heel kick to Boogeyman. Big boot to Morrison. Boogeyman flips Morrison. Uh, splash the Miz. Kick to the Miz's head by Punk. Morrison knocks Punk off the turnbuckle. Clothesline by the Miz. A drop kick to Punk. Elbow leap by Morrison. Sunset flip power bomb by Punk. Morrison slams Boogeyman into the steps. Punk dives to the outside. Diving clothesline to the Miz. The running knees and a bulldog by Punk. Punk sets up Miz for the GTS, but then Morrison blind tags uh, Miz. And then Morrison attacks Punk and gives him the corkscrew neckbreaker for the win. For this matchup, Steve, I gave it uh, two and a quarter. It was a very good tag team matchup, and Boogeyman, again, was getting some good shots in. And then, you know, you had the finish by Punk, and then Morrison with the surprise tag, and then him getting the corkscrew uh, neckbreaker in to finish off Punk right before SummerSlam. So I thought this was a very good matchup. I went two and a quarter. Yeah, I went two and three quarters. I thought it was a good solid tag match. Um it seemed like Punk worked the majority of the match, and we didn't see a ton of Boogeyman in there. Um, kind of, which I thought was kind of interesting. And and you can see kind of the early chemistry here between Miz and Morrison. Like, you know, we'll also know what hap- what happens to them as we'll talk about down the line. But you can kind of definitely see it here that they do have some you know good chemistry together. Um, you know, Punk played a good face in peril to uh, to Miz and Morrison. Then he kind of gets the big comeback, and then like you said, he hits he hits the GTS on uh, Miz, but Morrison had gotten the blind tag, and then he takes advantage with the with the neck breakers. So. Um, so a good little win for Miz and Morrison, but I think anyone who, if you were watching at this point, when you saw Morrison, Morrison pin Punk, um, I wonder how many people were probably thinking, oh, well, that, well, does that mean that Punk's now going to win the title at SummerSlam? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see uh, what happens at uh, at SummerSlam. You know, I can see like the Boogeyman and Miz having a feud down the line, but I think they're going to go with the Balls Mahoney versus uh, Miz feud. So let's see what they do with Boogeyman because Boogeyman has been, after getting like his hand, butt handed to him by Big Daddy V, he has put on um, a good showing of uh, getting a lot of move offensive moves in and not just being a, a tackling dummy here as well you know um instead of being jobbers he's being put in with like mainstay players and he's been like getting offensive moves on them as well so i want to see like what happens with the boogeyman so the match is set for SummerSlam as uh we we get to SummerSlam here this sun like the sunday uh of this week It'll be it'll be Morris John Morrison versus CM Punk. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But that's gonna do it from us here on Extreme Resurrections tonight. But before we go, Steve, do you have anything that you want to uh, have the listen uh, direct the listeners to? Um, you can usually find me over on the uh, PTB Pop Experience with my usual um, shows over there. Uh, Pop Goes the Classics, Mickey Mount Rushmore, and um, the Video Box Song of the Day. Those are still going really strong. Uh, I also do occasionally appear over on the North-South Connection pod. Uh, podcast feed. Um, I was actually on the most recent episode of Cronoso where we discussed WrestleMania 5. I looked specifically at the uh, Ultimate Warrior Rick Rude Intercontinental title match, match so be sure to uh, check that out. Of course, if you have not yet subscribed to the North-South Connection YouTube channel, uh, please do so. Um, those guys are doing really great, great stuff over there. Of course, uh, I do want to hype up JT and Ryan. Uh, they are ranking every WrestleMania match, um, all 442 ma- 402 matches. So they're doing it in short form on uh, YouTube and on TikTok. So be sure to um, to follow them um, as they do that. It was I'm sure it was probably a, you know a lot of work for those guys, but you know that's what makes them makes them great. Um, and then of course. Um, over on the PTB Facebook group, just random stuff over there that we have all the time, including uh, occasional tournaments. So just um, be sure to follow us on that. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what becomes uh, the greatest appetizer of all time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's uh, mozzarella sticks, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. As for me, you can find me also on the uh, Place V Nation Wrestling feed. Besides this show, you can find me on Nation Invasion, where I look back with a guest on the Raws and Smackdowns of 2001 during the Invasion time period. I just had Keith Langston on my uh, as my last guest, uh, where we went over uh, The Rock returning in 2001. On July 31st and August 2nd, we now know that The Rock is going to challenge Booker T to a match at SummerSlam 2001 for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. And Stone Cold versus Kurt Angle will finally take place at SummerSlam for the WWF title as well. Well, that's going to do it from us here on Extreme Resurrection. I'm James Grunberg. He's Steve Riddle, and we will see you next time. Stay extreme, everybody. You're going down, down, down. Just come and smooth. Watch me do what I do. Laying down a perfect group. I'm liquid smooth in Gucci shoes. And the ladies know that I'm the man. But you, you just don't lose. I want to be who never. Anything but born to lose And even worse, there's more bad news You're going to die